Well, good morning, Calvary Church. It's good to see you today. We are blessed to be able to hear from the Word of God in, come a little closer, uh, in about, in four different languages, which is incredible. And so we are gathered uh, with that many and probably more here. But let's uh, hear from Colossians 2, 6 through 7. A number of years ago, we had a discipleship program here called Colossians 2-7. It was uh, actually written by the Navigator Ministry. And I have fond memories anytime I read these verses because that's what the program was built upon. This is from the New Living Translation. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down deep into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Good morning, Calvary family. Mm -hmm. I'm Armando Reyes, one of the pastors of Hispanic Ministry. Mm -hmm. Let me read in Spanish. Por tanto, de la manera que habéis recibido al Señor Jesucristo, andad en él, arraigados y sobreedificados en él, y confirmados en la fe, así como habéis sido enseñados, abundando en acciones de gracias. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. It's such a blessing to have this opportunity to worship with you and to receive the blessing from God. 各位弟兄姐妹平安，神的荣耀恩典使我们一起在这里敬拜神，请听哥罗西书第二章六节到七节。你们既然接受了主基督耶稣，就当遵他而行。在他里面生根建造，信心坚固，正如你们所领的教训，感谢的心也更增长了。Thank you. And now we will hear uh, Colossians two six through seven as Amber interprets in American Sign Language. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. And now if Pastor Andy would pray for us in Mandarin. 全人荣耀,亲爱的上帝天父,我们一起来到你的面前,我们来敬拜你。主若不信的恩典我们今天不能够认识你因为诸天都要诉说你的荣耀
从开始到末了的中心，到今天如今的慷慨，如今的牺牲，来为福音成全你天国的旨意，使我们讲中文的在这个地方，我们能够有将近二十年的蒙福。求主继续的赐福他们，使他们没有缺乏，而且更加的丰盛，更加的有能力，在这样的末世的时候、变乱的时候，为你传扬那美好的福音，使人听见你的名。使人看见主耶稣的救恩，我们谢谢你祝福今天他们所有要受洗的弟兄姐妹，使他们新的生命走在你的旨意中，圣灵引导，加添他们力量，给他们智慧，给他们勇敢的心。谢谢你一切的荣耀要归给你，祝福我们今天的聚集从头到末了，奉我主耶稣基督的名，阿门，阿门，阿门。Thank you very much. Thank you so much. The hardest part is always when you、uh, don't speak the other languages. How do you know when they're done? Right? That's always my challenge. But it's awesome. So thank you so much for each of you for sharing、uh, the word of God with us. That is the word of the Lord.、Uh, we've been able to to worship and to hear in in English and Mandarin and Spanish and American Sign Language. You even unknowingly spoke a little Hebrew today,、uh, as you said "Hallelujah."、Uh, so we're having all sorts of languages, and we're digging into a little bit, just into Colossians two six through seven today, and、uh, this this beautiful verse that you just heard in all of these. And this is the kind of verse that, to me, is. It's a verse that really just lays things out for you in a simple way. It kind of it reminds me of another verse that does this that that I love. I I don't know for you, but sometimes you read the Bible and the Bible can seem maybe at times like it's it's hard to understand or it might seem like it's it's talking about things and you're not sure what is it really saying. But then there's these other verses that just say this is how it lines up. This is the way to get there. Like First Timothy 4:12 has been one of my favorite passages of Scripture throughout my life. And as a young pastor,、uh, as a youth pastor, talking to young people in my life, as a young leader, this verse ministered to me. It says, "Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young." I don't. Maybe you're out there thinking like, "Oh yeah, people look down on me because I'm young." Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Then it says, "But set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity." That's the NIV that I've had memorized my whole life, and just I love that passage because it says, "Okay, if you feel like this is happening to you, if you feel like people were looking down on you, there's a way to have that not happen." The way to have that not happen is to not to get in their face and yell at them or whatever.、It's, the way to get that to not happen is to set an example with your life to other believers in how you talk, in your speech, in how you live your life, and how you express the love of God in your faith and in your purity of devotion to Christ. And I love how that's just so simple and easy to understand. And, and this verse, Colossians. Two six through seven is kind of like that, where it says, "Do you want to have some things happen in your life?" And I I want to ask you <clears throat> these questions now. Do you want to have a faith that is strong? Do you want to have strong faith? Like we've we've just been in the Gospel of Luke, and Jesus even says to them, "Where is your faith?" To the, the disciples, like. If you want to not have a faith like that, but a faith that is strong and you can apply it in all of the hard situations in life, I want that. I'm sure you want that. 
Do you want to also be described as a, as a person who is overflowing with thankfulness? That you have an overflowing thankfulness in your life. We, we know that having this heart or attitude of gratitude, right, that is what is going to really help us to have a fulfilling life, a life of peace, a life of purpose, is to have this perspective of gratitude, to be filled with thankfulness and thanksgiving to God. So that's why we're talking about the steps to having that. And the steps to having that are described and lined up really easily in this passage. There's four steps that come right out of this. So we're just going to briefly look at what these are. Uh, this Thanksgiving weekend, how can we be people who have overflowing thankfulness? I want to be that. So here's how. Okay, step one. It says, you accepted Jesus as Lord. It's just in the text, okay? Colossians 2.6, it says, and now, just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord. So that's that first step to having faith that is strong and overflowing gratitude is that we would accept Jesus Christ as Lord. That moment of your, of your salvation, that moment of placing all of your faith and trust in Jesus, that is the first step to being this kind of person. And I wonder, have you had that moment in your life? I know for me, it was the summer before fourth grade. I was, I think, nine years old. The summer before fourth grade at kind of a, a VBS-like summer camp at my school. It was sort of, I, I say VBS-like because it looked nothing like our VBS. <laughs> it's like boring and serious probably. <laughs> but, but it was so impactful in my life nonetheless. And I remember praying with uh, this, this man, Rick Linger, and praying to receive Jesus Christ. I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Um, Romans 10, 9 says, Confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. And so that was true for me that summer. Is that true for you in your life today? You can place your faith and your trust in Jesus today if you have not done that. I just want to encourage you to do that. That is here, the first step. Remembering back to that first step for you. That's when you were made a disciple, a follower of Jesus. And then it's just step two is pretty simple. It just says, and continue to follow Jesus. If you look at verse six, accept Christ Jesus as your Lord. You must continue to follow him. Okay, so I'm supposed to follow him. So I'm going to live my life to follow Jesus. So I want to learn more about Jesus. How did he live his life? What did he do? What does God want for me in my life? I want to follow in the steps of Jesus in how he lived his life. And that is a life of discipleship. You've been made a disciple. Now live a life of discipleship, learning to love and follow Jesus. And Jesus said a couple things that were the most important things to him. And so if I want to learn to, to follow Jesus, have my life be about that, I want to know what were the most important things to Jesus. Jesus says that there are two commandments, he says, that are the greatest ones. The first, he said, is to love the Lord your God with every ounce of your being, with all of who you are. Love God. And then he says the second one is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. So we are we accept Christ as Lord, we receive the love of God, and then we love God, and then we love other people. That's like the core of what we're to be about. 
And then the Great Commission is when he says, now, as you go, as you're continuing to, to follow Jesus and living your life, as you go, make disciples. Make other disciples. Help other people learn to love and follow Jesus. So you want to share about your faith and tell people about it. And then when they do follow Jesus, you baptize them, it says in the Great Commission, Matthew 28. You baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You'll hear us do that in just a little bit over here. And then it says, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. So that Great Commission, we want to, as we go, as we live our lives, we make disciples, baptize them, and then we teach them everything that God has commanded us. That is how we continue to follow Jesus. Love God, love people, make disciples, help them make disciples, help them follow Jesus, and just give away what we've received. As we've received from God, we give that away. So we continue to follow Jesus. I remember I was, uh, you think about baptism as part of that. Um, Jesus was baptized, so we're supposed to follow in his steps. We're gonna see people do that today, as I said. I remember I was baptized about a year, the next summer after that little summer kind of VBS camp, I was baptized at Baby Beach in Dana Point Harbor. The pastor of my church, his name is Homer Wasner, baptized me. And uh, I, I, I still can, in my mind, I can still picture coming up out of the water and walking in from the water towards the beach. It is vivid and clear in my mind still to this day. I'm 49, I was 10 then, it's been a long time. And so I could still though, it was a, it was a very meaningful moment in my life. Have you been baptized? Are you taking the steps of obedience of following Jesus? Consider maybe being baptized the next time. We're gonna do it on Easter Sunday. You could be baptized on Easter Sunday if you, if you have not been baptized yet. So we, we follow Jesus. Now, part of that continuing to follow Jesus is serving him, is serving him with our life. How do we serve and live a life of generosity? So I'd like to invite Pastor Armando Reyes up to share just a little story with us of how serving God is continuing to follow him and walking in his steps. Armando, let's give him a hand. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to share a very short testimony about something very good that we learned here at Calvary following Jesus. And we learn, we learn a good practical way to serve and bless other people. And about uh, 10 years, uh, Hispanic ministry here in Calvary started a, a good tradition. And this tradition consists on bringing uh, Thanksgiving meals to children of an orphanage and a rehabilitation center for men and drugs in Mexico, Ensenada, Mexico. So um, every year, two or sometimes three families and six young men come with us, with my family, to uh, this tradition this uh, short trip to Ensenada, Mexico, and uh, we bring the meals, and especially we bring the Word of God to many people. Last two years, we adopted a new church. It's a very small church that is helping uh, children in a poor, very poor neighborhood. 
And yesterday, Saturday, we were there in this neighborhood, and we bring more than 100 meals for the children's, but many parents come with the children's. So we played together with the children's. We sang together. And the most important thing, we were able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with all these people, and many of them received Jesus yesterday. So, praise God. All of us who are following Jesus, we need, we need to look for practical ways to give thanks to God. But always sharing the most valuable thing we have, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. God, ble God bless you. Thanks, Armando. Thank you, Pastor Armando. And that's it. Yeah, we, we make disciples. We make disciples. We share with them the gospel, as he said. And part of that is through also serving and serving him. Uh, I love, like, we cooked this, uh, a bunch of people cooked a Thanksgiving meal. Also last weekend for uh, some of the Afghan refugees in our community. Uh, and a ton of you volunteered uh, serving them and cooking. And it was an amazing day as well. Uh, it's one of those meals that's like so fun and interesting to cook for people of different cultures that haven't been in America for a long, long time. It's just a, a meal that is experienced as very strange by people because it is a strange meal if you really like think about it. Uh, and I've actually experienced a lot of people even over time. I remember taking meals and people are kind of like, nah, no thanks, you know, or like, where's the hot sauce or something like that, right? Uh, <laughs> but, but it's a, a way of just showing our love and continuing to, to serve and to help people see that you care, that you love them, that you want to share your traditions with them, and then to be able to share the love of Jesus with them as well. And so that's, so we, you've accepted Christ Jesus as Lord, you continue to follow him, and the next thing that verse says then is to grow deep roots into Jesus, that you grow deep roots into him. So we, we don't just like accept him and kind of follow him and sort of like do this a little bit. No, we want to grow deep, deep roots into Jesus, to be about what Jesus was about. That we want our lives to be all about what Jesus' life was about, what the heart of God is all about. And so we serve him with all of ourselves. And so something I, I do that really tries to help me to do this, because I want to live a life of every day getting deeper and deeper in my relationship with the Lord. So that has to start with time spent with him, right? That's it's time in prayer. It's time of listening to the Lord. Spiritual practices, reading the word of God. All this is super important. And then part of what I really try to do, because I feel like I can get so distracted to just start my day and then just start living my day for myself uh, or my work. Even work in ministry can sometimes be done in, in our flesh and not done according to the spirit of God. And so I start every single day Upon waking, before getting up out of bed, before doing anything else, I pray the Lord's Prayer every day. And I just, I, I want to challenge you to do this every day, to memorize the Lord's Prayer and to, to speak these words and even kind of make them your own in some, at some level. You know, you can take the these and thous out if you feel like that, that helps. But our Father, our Father in heaven, holy is your name. You are holy, God. And I pray that your kingdom would come, and I pray that your will is what would be done here on earth, just as it is 
in heaven. And it goes on, but, but it's that part really that kind of grounds me into saying my day, my life, the way I live my life will be so that the will of God, the kingdom of God will be made present here on earth. Not my way, not my will, not my kingdom, but yours, God. I acknowledge your holiness and I want every single thing I do to be about bringing your kingdom come, your will done here on earth as it is in heaven. And so you start your day with that and you start thinking about that. You ask God to provide for you. You ask God to protect you from evil, all of that. And then you live your day in, in, in a state of prayer, is a life of prayer, of continually reminding yourself, talking to God throughout your day about that. And we grow, I think when we live that way, we grow deeper roots into him because our life is about him and not just ourselves. So we grow deep roots. Commit your life to loving and following Jesus. Is that what your life's about? And then the fourth thing it says is to build your life on Jesus. We just look back into the text. It says, verse 7, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. And so what I ask you is, is your life built on Jesus? Is, is every aspect, every part of your life about God? And so that's the importance of the word of God, the scriptures, the Bible, the Bible is how we get to know who God is. We get to know about God as we read this. Then in a life of prayer, we get to know God, right? We have intimacy with him. We spend time with him. And so we want to make sure that we're doing that. But we think about our lives being built on him. And what I want to ask you and have you think about is, is the word of God, the Bible, is this the source for all of your life? All of your decisions, all of your passions, all of your ambitions, all of your hopes, all of what you love, all of what your dreams, is this the source of that? Or is it just up here? Or is it in your, your own heart? Follow your heart. No, no, no. Follow the word of God. Follow God's way. Our lives must be built upon the very words of God. So we have to know this book, read this book, spend time hearing from his word, and then we can spend time in prayer and listening to God as he then continues to meet with us and to help us to know him and love him more and empowers us to then go out and do it. And what's so cool is like, when we get to know Jesus, we think about building our lives on him. He spent that time, Jesus himself, spent time with the Father alone in prayer, whether that was sometimes all night, sometimes in the morning as he started his day, he would spend time alone with the Father in prayer. But then the rest of his day, most of his time was spent in community. Most of his time was spent with people. It was spent with the three core disciples, with the 12 disciples, with the 70. There's this other group of 70. There's these crowds. He would, he would focus in on an individual and care for them. He'd sit around tables with Pharisees, he'd, these religious leaders. He'd sit around tables with sinners and tax collectors and people that didn't seem like the kind of people that, that Jesus would have hung out with or you'd think God in the flesh should hang out with maybe. He spent time with all sorts of different people. And it's a beautiful thing. And that's what Jesus was about, that he spent time with people, caring for them, hearing from them, 
expressing his love and compassion towards them. And so we could build our life on Jesus in that way, that we can't just become monks that sit around and pray in, in solitude all day, but we also need to be able, we can't just only be with people. We need to have our lives built on him in the way that he did that both. And I love just that we could see that Jesus spent time around tables. And so part of what we're even doing in this next uh, Christmas or Advent season is we're even calling our Christmas or Advent series, we're calling it the Christmas table. And then part of that is that we're going to have Christmas tables. So the Christmas table just is, is an implication that God is inviting all of you to sit at his table. He's inviting us. He came to earth. He came to earth to live God in the flesh and has invited us to be part of his family and to sit at his table. And now we get to know that we are part of his family. We sit at his table and we can invite others to do that as well. And so something we'll be doing over the course of uh, at least one weekend while we're while we're uh, celebrating Advent is just having these Christmas tables where you can go to somebody's house in the church. We're going to have a bunch of people that are hosting these dinners and you could join in with one of these. Uh, you can host one. We've got a bunch of people ready to host them kind of potluck style. So I just want to kind of have you start thinking about that. You can check out more about that on our website. So just a great opportunity to continue to follow, to live in the way that Jesus did and to know people in community here at Calvary Church. And so that's what this is, we want to do these four things. So recognize, have you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord? Now you continue to follow him. Now you grow deep roots into him and you build your life on Jesus. If you do these things, it says it will result in strong faith and overflowing thankfulness. I need that. I want that. My guess is you need that and want that. This is how. Have your whole life just be about Jesus, growing deep roots into him, following him with your life. And he says, this will result in strong faith and overflowing thankfulness. And I wholeheartedly believe that it is the Spirit of God, the power of the Holy Spirit that, like, that does any of these sorts of things in our life. And so we need to trust in him for that. But also I think sometimes God says, look, I, got, I gave you this book. <laughs> I gave you all these words. I've laid something out for you, some steps to take towards that. Will you take those steps of obedience toward that, trusting me that I'm showing you that these are steps that lead towards this? He says, these kind of things that your life is about will result in strong faith and overflowing thankfulness. So if you want that, yes, we cry out to God for it, but he says, look, Accept Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to follow him, grow deep roots into him, and then build your life on him. That's what this will result in. And so we got to know Jesus. That's why we're going through the gospel of Luke right, right now. Like we're just continuing digging deep into the life of Jesus, who he is. How can then our lives be about what he is about? And then that will lead us towards strong faith and overflowing thankfulness. So my prayer is that you would have that, that you would experience that in your life. One of those steps of obedience, of following Jesus, is baptism. And so right now we are going to be able to celebrate 
in baptisms of a bunch of people. It's going to be awesome. We're going to hear, yeah, you're going to hear better little short sermons from them than you just heard from me. Um, and it's going to be expressions of, of their testimony, of just their story of, of Jesus meeting them, which is amazing. But what baptism is, I want you to, to know this and understand this as they come out here. Baptism, first of all, it doesn't save them. The water doesn't wash their sins away, okay? They, these people are all already believers in Jesus Christ. They have placed their trust and their faith. They've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, right? And so that has already happened. At the point of their salvation, what, everything that's gonna be uh, represented here in this water today will have already taken place within them. That they already are, are, have, have identified with the death of Jesus. As they go down into the water, they identify with his death and burial. And when they come up out of the water, they're identifying with his resurrection. That they were once dead in their sins, and now they're alive in Christ. That they are now dead to sin, and now they have new life in Jesus, as it says in Romans 6, if you want to read more about it. But it is a beautiful, beautiful symbol of what has already taken place within them. And it is symbolic, but I also think there's something supernatural and, and wondrous and mysterious happening here in the midst of what will take place in this water. So we'll celebrate with them now, and uh, I'm going to pray, and we'll, we'll see a bunch of people get baptized. Let's, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the fact that you sent your son, Jesus, very God, God, very God, living life in the flesh that we can learn from, follow, and build our lives upon. And so I pray that each one of us could have our lives built on you, Lord Jesus. And I pray, God, that you would help us to do that through your Spirit's power. And I pray now for each one of these that are coming forward to be baptized. I pray that you would, um, you would bless them, God, that you would continue to show them your love and your grace. Thank you that they are forgiven. Thank you that they are already washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. And as they go into these waters, may it symbolize and represent all that you have already done in them. In Jesus' name, amen.